Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today in the ongoing major story of the day. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Coming up, we will get a report from a journalist uh, covering Israel from the, the American uh, viewpoint on this. We will talk with a woman who is in personal contact with uh, family members of those who have been kidnapped and uh, killed. And we will get some strategy uh, insight from KT McFarland. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. We're glad to have you with us. Stay right here. Kevin McCullough. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. And Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role as, uh, as well as anyone he could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. Uh, welcome in. It's a very busy Tuesday. I hope you had a great Columbus Day. Uh, I was uh, not prepared for the uh, breakout of the news, the size that it was on Saturday and Sunday. And so as I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location today, we are working hard to try to give you the facts as we know them. And we will try to do all that we can to make sure that uh, you are up to speed on the very specifics of what we are dealing with. I will tell you this, the, the number of uh, dead continues to rise. And those that are uh, that are uh, responding to it here in the U.S. continue to kind of uh, take out a, a very uh, different path, uh, you might say, than what some of us have. You know, it's a sad thing. America used to be a very pro-Israel country. And when I see headlines like the one coming out of Harvard University, where a man is literally walking up to Israel supporters in, in light of all of this and say to those that are, that are nearby that they are... Um, that they are, in fact, Nazis. He's calling them Nazis and telling them that uh, that they are, you know, basically evil people for supporting the Is Israelis in this. It, it stuns. How could you have the viral footage that you had going around the entirety of um, of the story th this last weekend? And you see all of the all of the social media posts and all of the videos of the women and children and older ladies that are being taken and the heinous things that are being done to them and have anyone look at that and say that if you feel sympathy for those people that you're a Nazi, it, it, it doesn't make sense. And it's not reasonable to take that position on this issue. And when you see numbers now that are, that are uh, closing in on a thousand Israeli deaths. I want you to think about this, friends. On 9-11, which was our, our largest single number of American dead in history in terms of a single attack, it, it outpaced uh, Pearl Harbor. Um, you're talking about per capita, and this, this attack in Israel, for just the deaths that we know, and the numbers are going to increase five to six times Maybe even more than that, what we have uh, seen in Israel is, is, is greater than what America experienced on 9-11. There is no measurement for the horror that the Israelis are facing. And as these demonstrators uh, are confronting uh, counter-protesters in Cambridge, Massachusetts, you have people calling up, uh, running up to the people that are pro-Israel, and they're saying, you're a Nazi. Animals, animals, you pig animals, Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. Uh, this is a man who's wearing the Palestinian colors, of course. Uh, but the demonstration held outside of Cambridge City Hall, half a mile away from Harvard, where more than two dozen student organizations declared Saturday that Israel was entirely responsible for the war. How do you make that assertion? Well, but I, but New York's not any better. We had we had tens of thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters on Sunday in Times Square chanting, believing everything that the Iranian parliament chanted and believed and is calling Israel the equivalent uh, names that they, they called them overseas. But how telling was it that you had uh, the, Iran the Iranian parliament standing and chanting death to the U.S., death to Israel within minutes of the, uh, of the, of the incursions beginning? How, how, is it, how is it possible that uh, we're, we're dealing with... Uh, uh, this this level of um, open defiance of what is good and decent and expect the world to not call it what it is. And this this begs a question for American culture. 
The question that we should be asking is, to what degree do we say and do we countenance these people that are cheering on these deaths with the ability to do so? I'm not, I'm not a big, let's take our First Amendment rights away from people, but I don't want to see Palestinian protesters saying death to Israel on American soil within, uh, within hours of thousands of Israelis being butchered. Call me crazy. That's not something I want to see protected. I know it's not it's not very uh, traditionalist of me, and I, you know that I I support the uh, the first and the second amendments uh, very very strongly, but it just seems to me that these pro Palestinian protests that are taking place all over, and you've got Rashida Tlaib, you've got um, uh, you know um, Omar from Minnesota, you've got AOC, you've got all these people that are uh, calling Israel the, the heinous names that they are and saying that they deserved all of this. Friends, let's be very clear about something. Uh, you're going to hear again and again in the weeks to come, people describe uh, Israel as being an apartheid government. It is not. Arabs live in peace inside of Israel's borders by large numbers. There are, there are, um, there are Arabs that represent parts of Israel in the, uh, in the Israeli parliament. You have a pluralistic government that does not discriminate against people simply because they are Muslim or Arab. That is not that is not the case. What is the case is that you've had the people of Iran, not the people, you've had the mullahs in Iran declare Israel public enemy number one and doing everything they can to push them into the ocean since they've been a country. And almost 50 years to the day, you had, um, you had the entire Arab world attempting to declare war, the, war, the Yom Kippur War, and to uh, basically do just that. They wanted to push Israel into the sea. We have sent our carrier. We have sent a very clear message. We are going to help Israel with intelligence. We're going to help them with munitions. We're not going to put boots on the ground, but we will help arm them to the teeth, if necessary, to beat this evil. And here's another kind of curveball in all of this. They may have regional support as well. The Saudis may come to their aid. You may see um, Qatar or Dubai or some of the others that they've opened up with via the Abraham Accords uh, relationships with, because Iran wants to kill all those people too. And as long as you have the radical maniacs in charge in Iran, you're going to have a very large threat to the entire region. Now, um, there's a lot of other geopolitical stuff that we can talk about. Does Iran uh, cozy up to Russia? Does this turn into a larger conflict that the world gets in, in enveloped in? I hope that's not the case. But whatever is the case, we need to do something that sends a clear message. And that message is this. We stand with Israel now and forever. This is their homeland. It is their world. There was never never a Palestinian nation. There was never a Palestinian government. It was not a, a section of the world that was ever Palestinian in identity. These, quote, Palestinians are largely other Arabs from the region that want to take Israel and want to push Israel into the sea. And we can't let them do it. We just can't. Kevin McCullough, we've got a big show for you. Coming up next, Tom Tradup from SRN News and AllIsrael.com will join us with uh, some updates on what's going on. Bethany Mandel is on this assignment. She is personally in contact with family members that have had family members uh, kidnapped and killed in the last 48 hours. And then Katie McFarland, the civilian equivalent of a four-star admiral or general, will join us with her take on what's going on. She has a very good piece in Fox News today. I need you to go read. Uh, it tells you what Iran's endgame in all of this is. But we'll get to all of those as we continue here on Kevin McCullough Radio. Don't go away. Electric bikes are everywhere. They are quiet and very fast. Teens ride them on the roads, in bike lanes, but also in places they should not be, like sidewalks and parks. Look out! 
When you ride, wear a helmet. Don't speed. Watch out for pedestrians and cars. New York State and your community have specific rules for electric bikes. Follow them. Go to trafficsafety.ny.gov for more info. A message brought to you by the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Because of a matching grant, Food for the Poor normally would be able to provide only two children a day with two meals a day for a year for a gift of $175. But if you call in the next 15 minutes, a matching grant will enable that same amount to feed four children instead. Anything you give is doubled for the next 15 minutes at 855-907-4673 or click the red Give Life banner at WMCA.com. The WMCA October Ministry of the Month is its prophecy time with Pastor Alan Davis. Now, the wrath of the Lamb is spoken about in Revelation 16 and the great day of His wrath in Revelation chapter 6, verse 17. Now, these things are getting closer. There's going to be no place to hide. Listen Monday through Friday afternoon at 2.30. Regardless of how you look at it, Jesus Christ is coming back. It's prophecy time. The October Ministry of the month on WMCA. Listen to the Mission WMCA anywhere you go with the AM570 The Mission mobile app. Download on Google Play, iTunes, or listen to TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. WMCA is excited to announce our first live prayer in Times Square broadcast. You heard that right. We're going to be broadcasting prayer and worship from Times Square on Monday, October 16th, 3 to 6 p.m., right in front of the Red Steps. Mark your calendars to tune in for a special three-hour broadcast with Kevin Cottrell and myself featuring interviews and prayers from local pastors and ministries on matters affecting our city. Amidst the interviews and prayers, you'll catch live music from local church choirs. And this just in, multi-Grammy award-winning gospel artist Hezekiah Walker will be performing. Join us in prayer now as we anticipate this WMCA's first ever live prayer in Times Square. It's going to be powerful, and we invite you to join us either in person or on the radio. Monday, October 16th, 3 to 6 p.m. And special thanks to our title sponsor, The Salvation Army, plus Alpha Sun, Market Street Mission, and Campaign Against Hunger. For more information, visit WMCA.com. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. We've been talking about Plaza College's court reporting program all year long. Well, Plaza College, on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association, is proud to announce this year's one-day convention, a Steno State of Mind. A Steno State of Mind is being held at the historic Eastern District Court House on Sunday, October the 22nd from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York. This full-day event inside the famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means? Working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org slash 2023 Fall Convention. Again, register today at nyscra.org slash 2023 Fall Convention. Get yourself in a steno state of mind. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, as we continue with special coverage uh, today, I am hoping to 
uh, interact with uh, some of our military leadership to get a better handle on what's going on with Iran and Israel. But we continue our special coverage. Tom Trattup is a longtime executive and friend of Kevin McCullough Radio and Salem Communications. But he's also now part of the All Israel uh, family with Joel Rosenberg and company and just started that job just a week ago and tom joins us now at kevin mccullough radio tom talk about the serendipity of timing this is uh, rather remarkable that we have you here and have you uh, able to discuss all of this today thanks for coming on i appreciate it kevin thank you god bless you for uh, your prayers for israel they need them and uh what i will tell you is that yeah timing in life is everything uh, <laughs> it's uh, clear that the people that are the evil in the world, namely Hamas, uh, those guys have done a terrible thing in terms of human carnage and in terms of uh, changing the paradigm of what was a peaceful time in the Middle East. Uh, it was, all we were talking about before Saturday morning was the rapprochement between Saudi Arabia and Israel, they'd made so many entreaties to each other. They were exchanging tourism ministers and talking about new ways to find uh, economic progress between the two countries. And everybody was thinking, wow, we're really moving in the right direction. We wake up on Saturday morning and here are people hang gliding over uh, a youth festival where kids are dancing and machine gunning kids to death and capturing hostages and you know, I don't need to recapture or recount all of the things that you've already detailed on your program. But the fact is that uh, these are bad guys. And as my boss, Joel Rosenberg, who you referred to, the founder of AllIsrael.com, uh, which I would invite people to go to. It's it's a fascinating website and has uh, updates that are way ahead of anything that we're getting in the States. Right. Um, but as he said, he compared it to the situation in America when there's a uh, mass shooter or somebody who's creating deaths in a school, uh, he said the Biden administration, specifically our Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is calling on Israel to work toward a ceasefire and to pull back, even as they're preparing to retaliate for these horrible attacks. And as as Joel said so well, you know, if you've got a madman in a school shooting kids, you don't go to the SWAT team and say, uh, let's have a ceasefire and let's negotiate with him to pull back and give him more room. You blow the guy's head off and then you say, uh, you know, now let's rescue the kids. Yeah. And that's what's needed in Israel to sort of net it down to common talk. I mean, we don't need a ceasefire. We need to get the hostages back as quickly and as efficiently as humanly possible. There's nobody better, as you know, than the Mossad or the the people in uh, Israel to do that. They've executed yeah. these many times. So yeah, it's 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 a very interesting time to be linked with allisrael.com and also to watch these events unfolding. It's so sad. And my pastor on uh, Sunday morning. Jack Graham at Prestonwood Baptist Church here in Dallas uh, literally made everybody cry talking about the need to pray for Israel and how these evil madmen have to just be put down. And that's the case. We have to stop acting like this is a course in geopolitics at uh, Williams College or something. Yeah. And so say, for the sake of time, Tom, let me yeah. try to get some rapid fire things in, in here. Sure. What have we learned in the last 24 hours? I know that Israel has responded with some degree of force and some degree of precision. What did they take out? Well, they've taken out a number of uh, Hamas targets, areas where they have concentrations of uh, these terrorists and these militants. Uh, but they're also what we have to worry about is to be fighting on three sides because Hamas on the southern border of Israel is uh, already proven that they have capabilities we did not realize. Uh, and whether or not Iran was pulling the strings or not, that's for others to figure out. But they're at the southern border. On the north, we've got Hezbollah in Lebanon firing rockets and causing trouble. And then they're also saying that there may be people 
who are on the Western Bank that are planning to do things. Israel needs to put down Hamas and to deal with them and not fight on three different fronts. And it's 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 terrifying to think about the implications if everybody's attacking at once. Yeah. Well, it's reminiscent of the Yom Kippur war that was nearly 50 days to the, to the day um, prior. And we know that, that radicals like to signify their attacks on historic uh, kind of milestones. So it's not completely surprising that they would choose this time period. And as you mentioned, the Abraham Accords um, and even the, entreating of Saudi Arabia to be more um, involved with Israel are all things that Iran very much dislikes. I don't know that people in the States necessarily understand it, but Iran is as hated in Saudi Arabia as they are uh, in Israel in terms of uh, their animosity and, and uh, hostilities towards those countries. So there's a, uh, there's a, a very, uh, I think, good set of allies if Israel finds itself in a larger conflict that might be able to come to their aid. We did move um, a, a carrier unit closer to Israel. I think it was lazy journalism that was reporting that we sent one there. We've got one there all the time, but they are offshore of Israel now. What are they providing that we know of? I don't know, to be honest with you, because uh, there's a certain amount of this that's buttoned up and should be so that sure. because terrorists can also listen online to your show and to watch American television. There's no reason for us to telegraph what we're doing. But I think that what they need to do is they need to offer strong military support and to be sending missiles and not have a ground war. I mean, urban warfare in a place like uh, the Gaza Strip is just we're, we're going into Vietnam again and we don't right. want that. And. Israel isn't asking that. They're saying we can handle that. The, the the crazy part about this whole thing is that on Saturday, when President Biden bellied up to the microphones and said, uh, you know, reading off the prompter, said, hey, uh, don't worry, Israel, we've got your back. It's reminiscent of a T-shirt that's sold in all the gift shops all over the state of Israel, which is just the opposite message. It shows uh, F-16 fighters with the Star of David on the fuselage and IDF tanks. And the T-shirt legend reads, don't worry, America, we've got your back. It's kind of pathetic how things have changed since President Trump was in office. And as he said in Iowa on Saturday, they didn't mess like this with me. They wouldn't have done this if I were in office. And some of that is partisan politics, which everybody seems to throw their hands up and you know get upset about. And, and part of it is true. We didn't yeah. see this kind of craziness. We had peace in the Middle East. We had, you know, energy independence. And now everything is up in the air because we have projected an image of weakness and an image of nothing but words not being backed up. So I hope those people you referred to that are our military off the coast of Israel are prepared to send massive firepower in to support Israel. Yeah, I think that it's weapons and logistics that they're probably going to be supplying. Correct. Yeah. But we will, we're going to follow this every day this week, and Tom's going to be with us uh, with regular updates. Tom, thank you for what you're doing. Allisrael.com is where you go. Friends, we're coming right back on Kevin McCullough Radio. Don't go away. God bless you, Kevin. Kevin Cottrell Coffee with Kevin. WMCA is excited to announce our first live prayer in Times Square broadcast. We'll be broadcasting prayer and worship from Times Square Monday afternoon, October 16th from 3 to 6, right in front of the Red Steps. It's a live three-hour broadcast with Kevin McCullough and myself featuring interviews and prayers from local pastors and ministries on matters affecting our city. Along with the interviews and prayers, you can catch live music from local church choirs. And we're pleased to announce multi-Grammy award-winning gospel artist Hezekiah Walker. Join us in prayer now as we anticipate WMCA's first ever live prayer in Times Square. It's going to be powerful, and we invite you to join us in person or on the radio. Monday afternoon, October 16th from 3 to 6. A special thanks to our title sponsor, the Salvation Army, plus Alpha Sun Market Street Mission and Campaign Against Hunger. For more information, visit WMCA.com.
If you are 65 or older, you know this, watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on healthcare costs is so frustrating, but here's something that could really help and it's worth taking a minute to look into, MediShare 65 Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community too. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for people with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor and get 24-7 telehealth from the comfort of your home. And here's the thing. If you join before October 30th, you'll get your second month free and save even more. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. The deadline again is October 30th, so now is a great time to call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement, hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid, cashing in on Congress's $350,000 retirement shocker, plus two more free reports, and an exclusive conference call with Bob Carlson answering your retirement questions. The newsletter, free reports, the conference call, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com, yourretirementwatch.com. That's yourretirementwatch.com. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Kevin McCullough Radio, glad to have you with us. And someone who's normally with us once a week, uh, I may ask to join us a few times over the next few weeks because she has her finger on the pulse of what is going on in this ongoing, dramatic, and horrific story coming out of Israel. Bethany Mandel, um, you read her stuff in everywhere from Fox News to the New York Post uh, to the uh, Deseret, uh, and she has written often on the matter of uh, Jewish issues and uh, particularly uh, the Middle East um, uh, crisis that uh, Israel often faces with its neighbors. Bethany, I, th- I appreciate you taking extra time for us this week. You have sources on the ground that have been talking to the family members of some of the kidnapped victims. And I'm just curious if there's anything you can update us on in terms of the efforts by the Mossad and others to try to get some of the hostages out. But what's going on uh, with the families? Uh, it's, um, you know, it's an ongoing and fluid conversation. I am currently um, mostly talking to people who have survived um, the initial massacre and now shifting into search and recovery. Um, the What we've just learned is, uh, and I'm, I'm talking to a reservist who's literally sitting at the Gaza border um, after he went through uh, Yeshuv, which is a community, and they discovered um, 40 dead babies. Um, that That is just breaking um, in the in the last 
probably hour or two that they they walked into a nursery and discovered that um, these horrors are unlike anything we've ever seen. Bethany, do we have any idea on the numbers of deaths that um, Israel is able to confirm at this time? So currently it's at a thousand, but they um, that's not including um, these new numbers. Um, they're they're still doing search and recovery in every single one of these communities. And so they have to do it very slowly um, because there have been booby traps set up. Sure. And so before they walk into a room, they need to make sure there's not a grenade ready to to detonate. And so it's it's a slow process. And so the number is currently at one thousand, but it will grow um, as they make their way through these communities. I need to ask because Tom Traddup mentioned it in the last segment, and I'm going to speak to KT McFarland after you, but the um, the strategy by Iran here, and I think that it's well settled that Iran funded all of this and yeah. what to what degree the $6 billion that Joe Biden gave Iran three weeks ago contributed to it. What do we know about the bad behavior of the actors in the other regions so far? I mean, they they were cheering this on. According to the Wall Street Journal report, there was um, there was a concerted effort um, and meeting in Beirut to to plan this. And so, I mean, this doesn't happen. Um, this doesn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, this was a coordinated plan made in Lebanon. Uh, with actors from Iran. Uh, I mean, this was this was not some rogue actors here. This was a very sophisticated, coordinated attack. And it, it doesn't come just Do from Do you Hamas. know if there are additional fronts that have been opened up? Have, have Hezbollah tried to uh, uh, incur the border on their side? Has the PLO from Lebanon, any of these others, have there been additional attacks? Um, there have been some incursions uh, from the north. Uh, it's unclear if those were rogue actors or if that was Hezbollah. If, if I were to venture a guess, I'd say the former. Um, I, I think that there's they're probably realizing the the full extent of of what they're in for if they decide to open a second front. Um, and I think that they're really underestimating the um, the strength with which the American government, but also the international community, is standing up and saying um, no. I, They've, they made a real calculated mistake uh, committing these atrocities and gleefully airing them because, I mean, I can speak just for Germany. One of the first videos that was released was of a German girl on the back of a truck after she had been brutally mu- raped and, and mutilated and yeah. g- carried gleefully through the streets of Gaza. She was she was a, a German citizen. And so that really galvanized the German uh, public, mm-hmm. which then yeah. in turn galvanized the German government to say, like, no, this this stops here. And, and that's why we saw the aid cutoff that we did. And that's why we're seeing the strong statements that we are. I think they really miscalculated. They thought that Jewish lives were cheap and that they could be bulldozed at will um, with with glee. And I think they're realizing that, you know, even <laughs> even in Germany and even in America, there are lines and they've crossed a real, real bright red line here. I, my hope is, is that you're uh instinct there is correct. My fear is, is that Iran uh, is wanting a huge uh, response so that they can then propagandize the pictures of Palestinian deaths and eventually turn public opinion. But I'm hopeful uh, Israel is so smart in how they carry things out. I'm hopeful that we will be able to avoid that. We are certainly praying for peace today, um, but I am not going to ask both sides to cease fire. I'm going to ask Israel to go and seek justice and make things right. Uh, Anybody that's talking about ceasefire is not to be trusted. Uh, Bethany Mandel, appreciate your insights and thanks for being with us. We will check in with you again. This is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala, Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve 
achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Cammons, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Cammons earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Cammons law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. This decade may be the worst one yet to retire in. That's why you need the most current retirement information. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson has been helping investors stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. Now, more than ever, you need to subscribe to Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. Bob makes sure his Retirement Watch readers are getting independent advice on all aspects of retirement. It's advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get 12 months of the newsletter. You'll also get five model portfolios. Plus, you'll get immediate access to the Retirement Watch private website with tons of special reports. You'll also get an online spending calculator to help you deal with inflation. Plus, exclusive conference calls with Bob Carlson, answering your retirement questions live, all for as little as $49.95. Try it for 30 days, and if you're not satisfied, cancel and we'll refund your money. Sound fair? Sign up today at retirementelders.com. Retirementelders.com. That's retirementelders.com. AM5. 70 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeartAlexa or Odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You've all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the MySlippers, the Giza Sheets, the MyPillow 2.0, and more. But some great news, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent and still provide that cushiony, soft wonderfulness that you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price, $79.98. For a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code WMCA. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use promo code WMCA to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That's MyPillow.com or 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, we continue with special coverage uh, from an undisclosed location uh, today, friends. And I did not intend to make it so mysterious, but it is a very concerning day that the world is facing. If you've seen the headlines today, you know that Benjamin Netanyahu has pledged that we have just begun the retaliation against really the Iran-backed attack on Israel. And what happens from here, we continue to discuss today. Uh, let's turn to KT McFarland, who is the civilian equivalent of a four-star general or admiral. She has served multiple administrations as national security roles uh, have demanded. And she rejoins us with a great piece today at foxnews.com titled terrorists are fighting war on israel but one country is pulling the strings kt i think that we need to continue to tell the world that iran 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 is the problem uh we have to deal with this rogue country this danger to all of planet earth 
and the globe needs to speak with one voice. Your thoughts? Well, sadly, you know, I think you're right, but sadly, the world will not speak with one voice. And my concern is all of this is that Iran is is pulling the strings, not just with Hamas, but trying to pull the strings with the world. What they want is a fight with Israel. They want Israel to go into Gaza. They want to see civilian casualties. And Hamas says Hamas uses women and children as human shields. They want that. Why do they want that? Because they want to disrupt any Arab-Israeli peace, any peace between Israel and Saudi Arabia, which is imminent. They want to undo the Abraham Accords, and they want the world to look at Israel, not Iran, but Israel, as the pariah nation and abandon Israel, and then Iran feels it goes in for the kill. What is the United States' role in advising or lending logistics or whatever else? And is there a possibility that Netanyahu could uh, do two things at once, target the Gaza planning sites, but maybe also hit a target or two in Iran? What would the, what would the impact be there? Well, the, the first question is, well, so what's the U.S. role with regard to Israel? I, I want to point out that 50 years ago, almost to the day, I was in the White House Situation Room working as a young junior aide to Henry Kissinger when the first Yom Kippur War happened. And all the Arab countries, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Syria, et cetera, Jordan, et cetera, they all invaded Israel together. The first phone call that Golda Meir, the Israeli prime minister, made was to, to Henry Kissinger, the national security advisor, my boss, and to Richard Nixon saying, we have a surprise attack. We're being hit on all sides. The first response of Nixon and Kissinger was, how can we help? And what Israel needed was resupply as they were drawing, as they were using up their weapons. They wanted to be resupplied. And the second thing they wanted was U.S. intelligence because our sophisticated, particular satellite technology is so much better than anybody's. Immediately, the United States went in to help. Now, we sent stuff on C-130s. European countries didn't want to take sides, didn't want to support Israel. They would not let American aircraft refuel on European air sites on their way to Israel. So that's one indication. Nothing much has changed in the last 50 years, except the adversary this time is Iran. And my concern is that what Iran is doing is trying to isolate Israel, as I said. And the phone call between Biden and Netanyahu, or maybe Netanyahu and the people who are really in charge in the White House, was to ask for two things. Can you back us up? Can you backfill us for weapons? We want diplomatic support. And we want to have intelligence that you're collecting to help us fight this war. That was all forthcoming. President Biden three days ago said we stand with Israel. But here's what I worry happens next, which is as Israel does go into the Gaza and does kill off Hamas, Hamas political and military leadership, and does blow up the arms depots and does have civilian casualties, because again, Hamas puts its military- They do it on purpose. Yeah. They want their human shields. They want their people to die because they want the PR value and the shock value of it, that the world public opinion starts turning against Israel and that's the sticking point for Biden. Is he going to backfill his support or is he going to like walk away from supporting Israel? And if that happens and a month from now, Israel concludes we're on our own. The Europeans aren't supporting us. The Americans aren't supporting us. We have nothing left to lose. We know we have to stop Iran's nuclear program because Iran has just shown that they are very comfortable with board- taking little tiny Israeli two-year-olds, putting them in cages just reminiscent of Nazi Germany and the Holocaust, that that's how Iran wants to act. That's how Hamas wants to act. If that's what the world we're facing, we're going to do it on our own, and we're going to go take out those Iranian nuclear sites. And then you got a bigger war. Now, the second question is the Hamas question, and plus the Hezbollah question in the north, and I think it will be difficult, although not impossible, for Israel to take on two and potentially even a three-sided war. The thing that I've wondered, uh, and having been to Israel three or, three or four times in the last uh, six, seven years, um, is why Israel does not retake Gaza and the West Bank, what they call the West Bank. It's actually much larger than the West Bank. Um, but why they don't take that territory and tell the world to stick a fork in it. Like they just, they every time they give up land, they end up suffering these types of uh, atrocities. 
Yeah. Now, Israel did occupy the, I think it's, for geography, it's worth thinking about where is Israel located. Think of Israel as a big peanut standing on a, a standing upright. On the left side of the peanut is the, it's called the Gaza Strip, and that's where Hamas is operating out of. Very densely populated, urban populated. They're, they're just stoked on anger and murder and all the horrible things you can think of. On the east side, the right side of the peanut, is called the West Bank. Even though it's on the east, it's called the West Bank. And that's where the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Army, and that's where the various splinter groups of the PLO are. They're, they're, Israel occupies part of that, but there's a part of it that they don't occupy. In the north, and the north is where the most dangerous military threat is, is Lebanon, and that's the um, Hezbollah, again, supported by and paid for by Iran, and if the Hezbollah moves in the northern part of the peanut, northern part of Israel, and moves in and tries to take the Golan Heights, um, which is the commanding heights of the entire region from Lebanon to Syria to Israel, even over to Jordan, then Israel has a really big problem. and has a really big problem defending its, the whole north of Israel. All right. Um, real quick, KT, a final question. Uh, to what degree did $6 billion that Joe Biden give Iran just a few weeks ago have anything to do with this? You know, this is what makes me so mad. Money is fungible. You give Iran $6 billion, you promise to give Iran $6 billion, they're going to spend that $6 billion, and they're not going to spend it on, on hospitals and maternity wards and medicine for babies. They're spending it on Hamas and Hezbollah and weapons and death to Israel. All right, KT, we're going to be checking in with you as this proceeds. Thank you for your insights. And as always, thank you for helping us understand. It's a pleasure. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Let me tell you about a very interesting new book that has just been released and some are saying is a must read. It's called Two Creations, Bara and Asa. And the author, Emmanuel J. Charles, reveals the secret of creation from the book of Genesis. He reveals that life on earth was not evolved, but created by Almighty God. He explains that the first three verses of the Bible should be considered as three distinct events that took place in four different eras of earth's history. This book presents undeniable claims supported by logical reasoning, scientific evidence, and biblical truth. This book gives pastors and professors the ability to teach the creation account in churches and academic institutions boldly, without any doubt or hesitation. Many young students are walking away from their faith due to the lack of evidence to refute the theory of evolution and the promises that they will finally find answers in this book. Visit Amazon.com to get your copy today. Buy your copy of Two Creations, Barah and Asa by Emmanuel J. Charles today. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. My next guest is our New York State controller, Tom DiNapoli. Last time you and I spoke, the New York State pension fund was doing very well. How are we doing now? Well, we're still doing very well. We still have one more quarter, but we are certainly ahead of the $210 billion we were at. Yeah, we're benefiting from a strong market, and uh, we have a, a great confidence in our asset allocation. We just updated it, but we're always vigilant. Our retirees are living well into their 80s and their 90s, so the payouts, frankly, are, are getting larger. So while we're growing the fund and making money, we're very cognizant of the fact that our obligations for the future are also growing as well. So unlike other states, we ensure that we fulfill our commitment to our public workers, our public retirees, our pension funds are well-funded, and we're going to continue to protect that. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Like AM570 The Mission? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook so you can find daily encouragement in your newsfeed, share your thoughts about the mission, read inspirational articles, interact with our hosts, and find more information about our advertisers. Like us on Facebook today. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, final few minutes of today's show. I just want to I just want to share with you one of the stories that's coming out of this. You know, America is not um, we, we have been touched by this. There are at least 11 Americans that have died, and there are at least that many that have been kidnapped that we don't know what their outcomes have been yet. But one of the um, American Israelis that was taken captive shared a um, text with uh, his mother uh, before he died. And this was what uh, the mother of that 23-year-old missing American Israeli had to say today 
uh, and shared as the last text message before from her son before he was driven away by Hamas over the weekend um, was I love you. Uh, Rachel Goldberg told reporters gathered in Tel Aviv that the messages from her from her son, Hirsch Goldberg Poland, came into her phone Saturday morning and that she has not heard from him since. There were two texts in a row from Hirsch at 8.11 a.m. The first one said, Mom, I love you. And it also said, I'm sorry. And so I knew immediately wherever he was, it was a terrible situation, Goldberg said. I took it to mean I love you and I'm sorry because whatever is going to happen is going to cause you tremendous pain and worry. Since that time, I, of course, tried calling him right back. There was no answer. I've texted him a couple of times. Are you okay? But I've not heard from him since the text I received at 11 on Saturday morning, she added. Goldberg said that her son was attending the music festival in southern Israel on Saturday that was attacked by Hamas, leaving more than 250 dead. Hamas came in after the gunfire settled down and said, anyone who can walk, stand up and walk out, she said. We are told that he was completely calm. I think he was probably in shock. And he got up and he walked out with five other people, young people from the music festival, two young women, three other young men. They were put on a pickup truck and driven away by Hamas. And the police told us one thing they knew is that the last known cell signal from his phone was on the border with Gaza. His father described his son as a smiley, fun-loving guy who people gravitated toward. Other American Israelis who are missing, according to their families, are Aite Chen, 19, Adrian Netta, 66, Sagui Dekel Chen, 35. Their loved ones spoke alongside Goldberg Poland's parents on Tuesday in Tel Aviv, pleading for help from the Biden administration. Uh, I'm asking the U.S. not to take a back seat. The U.S. has a lot of resources at its attention, and it is able to do many things that can be different than what the Israeli government can do, said Ruby Chan, the father of Itay. And we are asking on behalf of my family for President Biden, where we assure his heart is in the right place when it comes to Israel and Secretary of State Blinken to do what they can to make this end and for us, for, and for us to be as soon as possible whole again, become a family again. And that is the final thoughts uh, of um, the families that, that made that plea to uh, Joe Biden uh, just today. We will continue with uh, up to the minute coverage on the war in Israel. Uh, I'm Kevin McCullough. There is no equivocation for me. There is no um, there. There is no ceasefire. Uh, Israel has the right to ex execute justice, and they should in this case. They, if they, if necessary, take back Gaza, take back the West Bank, but do it now. Kevin McCullough. We will see you next time.